Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Which is now you're frozen, but that's okay. Oh, really? Yeah, no, that's all right. Not, you're it's just a, blurry to me. You're you're blurry and frozen, but that's that's all right. Well, as it's long as gonna we get the audio. Yeah, <laughs> as long as we get the audio. Uh, what is up, y'all? This is Jill Coleman. Welcome to another episode of the Best Life, the Best Podcast. What's up? This is Danny. This is Danny J. We're here. Hey, man! I saw um, I saw your emails come in last week. I got excited. We're doing Find the Money Project, are we? Yay! I know. I, I'm. Uh, I'm. I just moved. I actually should do. We should do a whole episode on this. But like trying to get all my emails back. I've been slowly uploading, you know, a couple thousand at a time, and then sending the same emails to different batches because I'm using a new email service provider. So it has been this slow trudge of just trying to safely get my emails out there and, and clean my list and everything. So anyway, well, for, I think I got all don't of the know, list uploaded. It's good. I was going to say, if people don't know, Danny had a whole bunch of emails from a different uh, – different. they were housed in a different software and she's bringing them over to a, a new software. And what happens with deliverability is if you just upload like thousands of email addresses and immediately start – sending emails to thousands of people at once, it will get flagged as spam and then you will never get into people's inbox. So you have to send it out in like these small chunks. We made that mistake of like switching email or trying to like literally blasting yeah. out to like 50,000 people and they were like, oops. So glad you're doing it the right way. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole thing. It's a process. And it's been kind of tricky to keep it all uh, organized and like, no, I'm sure, sorry if you got my email, like the same exact email twice. I could have done that. I've been trying really to like to pay attention to what's going to who because I was sending the same emails to different groups. So yeah, it's been a thing. But um, yeah, I wanted to start emailing. I needed to start emailing again a while back, but just the thought and the overwhelm of doing what I'm doing stopping from doing this months ago, which it wasn't as bad as I thought. But, it, you know, sometimes the thought of the thing keeps you from doing the thing. Like, I, I don't know yeah. if this is a ADHD thing or just everybody gets overwhelmed by the thought of doing something. But this, it seemed like such a big task that I put it off for probably eight months too long. And um, anyway, I know I needed to do it. So I finally did. And it wasn't that bad. However, um, it still was annoying. And it still was a task. So, you yeah. know, but we're here. And uh, so I'm reaching out. I'm mean, talking about find the money because I had a couple of people message me, just DM. They were trying to get back into the course and maybe they lost their password or something. And, and you know, some people just saying how they, it really helped them a lot. And like right now with, with the way things are in the world and like, I don't know, freaking, I'm not buying gas, but like food prices are crazy. I, I'm not one to never, to pay attention as much. I remember my mom was always like, food is so expensive, but there's been times where I go to the grocery store and just get, I get the same amount, just a small amount of groceries that usually cost me $25, $30. Now it's like costing me 60 or 70. I'm like, I'm not buying anything different than I used to. And it's been something I've been noticing and that, you know, there's been talks about the recession and there's been a lot of things shifting and we've been looking for a house. And so rental prices are, are really crazy, crazier than they were two years ago when I was looking. And so it's definitely been on my mind and I'm sure it's on a lot of people's mind on what's going on with, 
with everything. And I feel like a lot of costs of things are going up and I don't necessarily think that um, wages have gone up. So I, I don't know. I think it's a good time to do it. And I, it's funny because I was hosting this workshop about three years ago. And at the time it felt like it was relevant and I feel like it's even more relevant today. So for a while I was just going to put it to bed, but now I'm like, no, this is actually probably going to be more helpful to people today than, than ever. So I'm going to pull it back out and I'm working on dates right now. So just pay attention to my social media or get on my email list and I'll let you know when I do these workshops on recession stuff. I love it. Yeah. It's going to be, it's super timely. I love it. And I know I, I actually want to echo what you said about it feeling really big before you start doing it. But then once you get into it, you start, not only does it actually end up being easier than you maybe thought it was going to be, but you start feeling like in your power, you're like, oh, like it, you don't like it on, it dissipates the anxiety. You know what I mean? Like the anxiety of like that thing yeah. is so big. You start doing it and you're like, oh, okay. Like actually I'm, and you start to feel good about yourself. Yeah. It's funny how we do that. We like know that yeah. intellectually, but then it takes us still the activation energy to, to do it all. It's a lot. And tech can be an I asshole. Know. So I get it. Ugh. I've got a lot of tech PTSD. So that's also what brought up along the anxiety. And I think I had this big fear of the open rates, like nobody was going to see it. But honestly, my open rates have been fantastic. And I think because I did it the right way. So it was worth, you know, spreading it out into multiple days and, and chunks. But yeah, it's it is it's it tends to not be as bad as what you build up in your head. But yeah. You can tell yourself that it doesn't necessarily always help you in the moment. <laughs> no, but I, I always love seeing your, in, your emails in my inbox. So I'm excited for find the money. Um, actually wanted to chat because I saw a couple of things, a couple of recent things happened and I was, it was interesting to me because, um, you know, there's a lot going on in the world right now. And of course that's, you know, a lot means a lot's going on in social media, a lot's going on in the news. And it's really interesting to watch just, I've had a couple interactions recently that feel a little bit, um, what's the word? Like zero sum, like almost like if one person is doing well, that means that you're not doing well. Or, and I know we've talked about this maybe a little mm. bit in other episodes, this idea of, you know, sort of, uh, success being competitive or um, health being competitive or relationships being competitive. It's almost like if you see someone with, like, let's just say you're going through a bad time in your relationship and then you see someone who like seemingly has a great relationship, it almost makes yours feel even worse. And I had a couple mm -hmm. interactions recently that just surprised me on social media. And um, quick backstory, last week, Keith had like, he kind of had like a black spot in his vision. And um, I was like looking it up and it's like, ah, oh, floaters are like kind of normal or whatever. But then like he didn't go away and it was like a black spot. And so he was like, well, let me go to the optometrist. They couldn't see him until next week. But then he went in and they actually were like, well, actually, let's just take a look at this now and ended up like uh, actually being in a medical emergency at a detached retina. So literally within 36 hours, you're in the operating room and they had to put a, they put a band around his eyeball. It's really weird how they do it. But anyway, so I posted that on social media and I got someone who responded to the story and says, oh, you're just like so nonchalant. You can just get eye surgery. And I was like, this is a medical emergency. Like he literally was like <laughs> going to lose his sight if he didn't go in ASAP. But it was just so interesting to me. I'm like, wow, like that's the response to yeah. being able to. And I get it. Like, look, I know that not everyone has insurance and I feel very lucky and fortunate that he has a good job, that he has benefits, that like we could. It was a $46,000 procedure that wasn't that because of insurance. I think he paid a 1000 out of pocket, which is not nothing, by the way. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. And it was just like, that's the response. And so it just, that coupled with last week, I also went and had my annual exam and I just posted on social media, like 42 years old, I put my height and weight. And I just said, you know, here's what I'm doing, walking and lifting. And then I said, and feeling good and no meds. And a lot of people responded back and like, that's my goal. Like, you know, whatever, but somewhat. And then I kind of like saw his other post that was like, Hey, you know, if you're posting that you're not on meds, that's not the flex you think it is. And I don't think it was in response to mine. It was just like, happened to be in the same, you know, couple days. Yeah. And I was like, you know, if I had to be on a med, I would go on a med. Like that's not like, there's nothing. And I, I want to talk to you about this obviously, because, you know, we've talked about medications on the podcast and like the stigma around it. And I guess, you know, part of me looked back and I was like, was that, what did that make people feel bad? Who like, need to be on a med. God, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure if I got my blood labs done, there's some med I need to be on, but it's like, right. I just felt a little weird after the fact. I was like, fuck, did that make other people who do have to be on a med, which could literally be me too. Like, did that make them feel bad? And, but then I was like, but also like, I'm proud that like, I'm healthy. I don't know. Like it was this weird, yeah. like, is this wrong to post? But then also it's okay to like, you also like made certain choices and I get that, you know, some people have to go on a med and it's not about their lifestyle choice. It's not like they're, they're weak or whatever. And so I, I thought it would be a good conversation for you and I to talk about sort of like from the both perspectives. Oh man, people are so funny with social media. I mean, it really is just a place where anybody could say anything with a lot of no consequence, which is unfortunate. I'm curious, did did you respond to the first one about the eye surgery? No, it was actually on Facebook. And so my Facebook story. So oh. I just like, it's a person I didn't Got know. it. I let it go. Yeah. I almost yeah. did though. I almost you posted know, and I was just, just like, okay. <laughs> but then I was like, what would I say? You know, like. Right. You just like justify it. Like, yeah, he has great insurance. It's great. Right. Like, and I, I'm fortunate. You're right. I even am privileged so, to have insurance. And you know, because you, know, you could go off on that. And, yeah. You know, it wasn't even about that, but. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, it's like the, people are always just projecting from where they are in the moment, like their level of whatever's going on. I, I told this story, I think, a long time ago where during the pandemic, I walked to Walgreens um, to pick up my mom's medication and I walked because I just needed to get out and all the masks were in the car. It was during, yeah, during the pandemic when you had to mask. And I was waiting. I went to buy her medicine and I'm in line and this lady started freaking out on me. She's like, why are you wearing a mask? You're not wearing a mask. And I like wanted, I wanted to lose my shit. Like I was just not in a good place. Just had my mom's brain surgery, not sleeping, not eating, like trying to take care of her, going to the doctor. To, I mean, going to the place to get her medicine literally s escaped my mind that I wasn't wearing a mask. I just walked in the store. Normally I had been, and I was so angry. I wanted to fucking rip her face off. And I just pictured fighting her and slamming her face into the cash register. Like I had this vision. I was just beating the shit out of her. And the thing that stopped me was picturing that people would take a video and post it on social media and like it would go viral and just ruin my reputation. But in that moment, that's who I was. Like I was this, I was at this heightened level of like all this shit's happening to me. How dare you? And so I have these moments when people write stuff like that. Like maybe she needs to get something done and she just can't afford it. And so she's like taking it out. It's like that right. lash out moment. It's not the highest version of who someone is. may not even be who they are sure. all the time. It could be, but it could be their personality, honestly. But I, I think that everybody is in general over the last few years, everybody is at this heightened level of yeah. everything is going wrong. And a lot of people have a lot more shit going wrong than others. And those people tend to just be in their, in their head in that space. And so 
hopefully that poor woman, you know, maybe some shit happened and she just, she just can't get a surgery right now. She's taking it out on you, not your fault. But it's also uh, this place where like I had a moment of going, uh, I'm not going to do this because it can get on social media. It's like, there does need to be that moment where she should have just not commented and not said anything. Just like, this is about me. Don't post. Well, so I definitely we was like, have this a is responsibility. not about me. Yeah. I was like, this yeah, is not about yeah, me. For but sure. also like, I was just like, this is a strange, it's just odd when you're, and then, then you just go, gosh, like anything you post could be taken the wrong you can't way. Win. And then, you know, yeah. and so I was thinking about this and I was like, and that's why I started this episode off by saying, it feels a little bit zero sum. Like if one person mm-hmm. is able to have, Winning. you know, a medical surgery, you know, and and, in, and have insurance that highlights how <laughs> bad off another person has it, you know, when really the two cases mm-hmm. aren't exactly related, you know? And so, yeah. yeah, I mean, I would, I would be interested in your take on like the no meds thing. I mean, we're getting into that, you know, we're, you know, we're in our forties, like, you know, our, most of our parents are on at least one med. A lot of us at this age are as well. And it's, and I don't think it's a direct correlation between like, oh, you're healthy. You're not on meds. Like, I mean, there's plenty of people who are healthy yeah. who have to be on a med. So I don't think it's necessarily correlated, but I was, I was interested in, in your take on that. Well, I, I mean, honestly, I think it's like, that's the goal. I feel like, you know, we, we were in the health and fitness industry for such a long time. And I would work with so many clients who would say, my goal is to get off my medications. My goal is to get off my meds. So it seems ridiculous to me. Like, I think it is a flex. Like, yes. Yeah. And some people, they can't help it, right? They might have type one diabetes. They're born with something. They have to like manage whatever. But I don't think there's anything wrong with saying you're not on any meds. Like, fucking good for you. If now, if you are very visibly like, I don't know, bipolar acting crazy and we're like, this chick needs to be on meds. Like it's not the flex she thinks (laughs) it is. Like if I have a crazy aunt who I'd be like, yo, you, you, that's not something to brag about. Like we could tell you need to be on your meds. That's a different story. I, and I, I feel like we could get the point that your health is good and you're not on, you know, you're not on blood pressure medications. You're not on things like that. So to me, that was, Again, I think you have to be in the right, the right. Yeah. I think you can be in the right, you have to be in the right mindset to receive it and just go like, yeah, that's fantastic. Like keep what doing what you're doing. So you don't have to be on medications for cholesterol or whatever. But it's funny that you said this too. I just remembered. So because I've been emailing and you brought it up, I emailed my list first, just kind of where I've been at and then kind of sharing the story that that happened three years ago this month that I was about to run my workshop and I canceled it because my mom had a brain surgery. And I shared this story. I said, hey, you know, she had brain surgery and outside of her weight, like she didn't really have anything going on with her health. And some woman replied to me and she goes, you should really be careful how you talk about your weight to your audience. And I took it as like an accusation. I don't know. The way I took it was in that tone. Mm. Maybe she that's not how she said it. That's how I read it. And I just wrote back, huh? <laughs> and I read it and I was like, I didn't feel like it owed any respect to mother than huh. So she's like, you mentioned about your mom's weight and it didn't have anything to do with her cancer. And to me, that was really the point. So I feel like when people find out someone has cancer, they have questions like, were there kind of like they doing? Were Were they a smoker? Yeah. Yeah. Were there signs? So to me, her, her weight was really her only health issue that she's was constantly trying to work on because she had some, um, some issues with her blood pressure that had to do with her weight. But her cancer had nothing to do with weight. It was skin cancer. So it had nothing to do with like – so if, if let's say, she had a heart attack or she had diabetes, 
then like, okay, she was overweight, let, that lends to it. But because it was skin cancer. So that's the only reason I brought it up just to say like, hey, the only health issue she had was this. And it was seemingly completely unrelated to the cancer. Mm. That was in my mind, the logic of even bringing up the weight. Right. I can see maybe for her side, her side was like, why did you bring it up? But to me, that was the answer to the question that people ask that they don't, you know, the question that's asked is like, what was, was there anything wrong with her? So I brought that up, but I thought like of all the thing in the whole story mm-hmm. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the brain tumor and what was going on. And she points out the little sentence. It was in parentheses about the weight. And I'm like, that's all you got out of this whole email was that? Mm-hmm. And like, you're going to point this out to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, again, I think it's like, no matter what you say, somebody is going to point out the one thing that you kind of didn't even, I didn't even think, I didn't think of the way she thought of it, of the weight. And I'm like, hmm. This was very interesting. Like that's what you that's what you got out of this. Well, I think so, everyone has. A, I think we all have a sensitivity. I mean, we do. You and I do too. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting to see. And I think when I say zero sum, I'm not sure if that's the right use of that. But more like, why is I almost want us to like not compare as much? I guess you know, like so. For example, yeah. if you say something along the lines of like, my mom, you know, struggled with her weight. You know, someone who might also be struggling with their weight doesn't need to feel like it it could easily, they could easily not feel like me, someone reading that thing about me saying no meds, they could, they could be on meds, but I just want them to own it. Like, I'm just like, just own it. Like, it's okay. Like, you know what I mean? And I, and I don't want it to feel like an affront, but I guess that's, I guess that's my whole point of this conversation is like, I want us to all own our shit, you know, like own the good stuff. Right. And like be, and, and don't ever feel like you can't talk about your successes or, and it actually, I ended up writing a thread about it and you actually re-threaded it, but it was like, it's okay to be proud of yourself. It's okay to be confident. It's okay to be ambitious. It's okay. Just because you're celebrating something you like about yourself doesn't mean other people should feel bad about themselves. And so I think Mm. that's more what I was sort of thinking is like, can we just raise the conversation a little bit more to the point where we don't take everything so personally and make everything about us? That email you sent out, you sent it to thousands of people. And this one woman internalized this one statement that you made and made it about her and then turned around on you and need to police you, which is even like one step further, right? And so it is interesting to me that can't we all, by the way, not just us, but like, can't all of us see something on social media where someone's doing well? Believe me, y'all, there's plenty of shit in my life that does not go well. Like, I mean, there's plenty of shit that I struggle with all the time. And when I look at people who are doing the thing I'm struggling with well, it doesn't make me feel, I don't know, I'm not like, fuck those people. If anything, I feel more inspired. Like, wow, it's possible. It's out there. There's an example of that. You know, there's an example of someone who's doing that thing, who's just like me. Why couldn't I do it? Instead of always defaulting to they're wrong, they shouldn't celebrate the things that they've done. Like to me, like everyone should celebrate and then own the shit that you're, that you do do well, you know, instead of making it about, oh, I have a weight problem. Be like, well, I have a fucking awesome relationship. I have great kids. I, you know, have um, like a great job that I fucking love. I make bank at the, like, there's so many other ways to find, to feel a level of self-worth, you don't have to compare yourself when you see something on social media that's fucking nothing to do with you. Don't make it about you. You don't have to make it about you and you don't have to make yourself feel bad. I want to elevate the conversation. Yes. Yes. I think there's so many things about don't make it about you that we could go off onto, but it really is. 
I don't know, social media has done this to us and we've also done it to ourselves. The comparison game is constantly real and it is this, we have to stop going, if they have this, then I can't. Or if they, like what somebody posts or says about themselves doesn't have anything to do with you or your unique scenario. And I think that's, it's also the temptation to justify where we are uh, or why we are where we're at. And I have this, I've had this sometimes where, you know, I'll see, I don't know. Uh, and maybe because this used to be me, right? It's like the whole, like, no excuses. Um, I was joking around with my friend who she's, she's had two kids. She's pregnant with her third. And we were in the DMs. She was sharing something about what happened with her baby and like her workout. And she's like, fuck it. And we were joking around about the whole no excuses mentality. And I go, I'm so embarrassed because that used to be me. And I'm like, now there's just, there's so many excuses. Like, I think, oh, it was maybe a post about like, um, Oh, it was actually in the Facebook group and I was and another conversation with a friend, but it was in the Facebook group about this, like one hour is only 4% of your day. So there's no excuses. And I'm like, oh, yeah. one hour, like one hour of a workout is a long time for like that. It's a big part of your day. And if you're a caretaker or if you are, you just had an infant or if you have an injury or a chronic illness, like those kind of posts just make me cringe now because I used to be the person mm. who would be like, no excuses. And now I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. But there is this this part of you that wants to sometimes justify and get in those comments and be like, well, you're not, the one hour is, is a big deal to me. I have to do this and I have to do this. And it's like, you don't have to go in and justify why you are in your situation. Just like you said, just own it and just know what's for you is for you and what's not is not. And I think there's this... Um, I don't know. I, I've noticed this more since the pandemic, this feeling like we have to educate everyone about mm. why things are going on. And I just do not feel the need to educate people. I'm like, okay, if they don't know, they don't know. Like, let them live their life in that world and their bliss. But it's not my job to educate people on why that phrase is ridiculous or why one hour of a day isn't going to work for everybody and no excuses is not really a mantra that's going to work for everybody. I don't feel the need to educate people on that at this point. You mean educate in terms of like police almost, right? To be yes, like, yes, oh, like yes. when someone says you might want to watch how you, and that's just patronizing yeah. too. It's like, to me, that's a little yeah. patronizing. You might want to watch that. That's like, I don't know. I mean, I also am at this point where what we do is it's so much more vulnerable than what most people do. You know, I just am like, I don't, I really can't take any coaching from someone who hasn't done what we've done or who isn't. I, when I say done what we've done, I mean success wise. Mm -hmm. I mean, just like putting yourself out there. You're yeah. literally sending this email to thousands of people. Do you know what that feels yeah. like when you're new to that? It's like, you know, that that's so vulnerable. You're literally, and the reason why so many people don't do it is because of exactly what happened. They go, well, what if yeah. someone says something or, you know, what if I say it wrong or what if I do it wrong? And that's why so many people don't actually do this. And so I don't know, I'm of the Hermosi, I think, uh, mindset of don't take advice from someone whose shoes you wouldn't want to be in. I think at the end of the day, you know, mm -hmm. what we do is because you probably make it look easy or you may, you're like, you know, for you, it's not that big of a deal, but it is, it's vulnerable to put yourself out there because you do open yourself up for people to interpret however they're going to interpret and you can never control that. So I love that you said you're not, you're just like not available for educating. I'm, I'm the same way. I'm not available for policing or, correcting yeah. or I'm just like, I'm over it. And I don't know if that makes me, 
I don't know, lazy or just contributing to the problem, but I refuse to spend my time making sure people are doing something the way I would do it, period. Yeah. I think there is a lot to be said for, and this is again, back to, we've had many conversations about this. If we get to choose what we see and who we follow and honestly, our feed is exactly what we want to be seeing. And so when people start posting stuff that you just don't like, it's like just unfollow or just scroll past. I mean, I have chosen to follow every single page that I follow, every single person. I've either accepted a friend request or I've messaged them to be friends or whatever. So if I start telling them what to do, like that's my problem because the reason I know this is because I've logged into other people's accounts and I'm like, oh, their feed is very different than mine. Oh, this, what they see is very different. Like Beasley's dog account, it's like all dogs and puppy stuff. So whenever I log into her account, I'm scrolling through the feed. I'm like, this is a fun feed. Like, There's no arguing here. I'm just following a bunch of other dogs and it's very, it's just completely different feed. So if what's going on in your feed and the people you're seeing and what they're saying, like if there's been some kind of switch, you can unfollow or just scroll past. I mean, I don't always love unfollowing because I don't think we should live in just echo chambers and only finding and following people we agree with 100%. But at the same time, if you're being triggered all the time, you're triggering your fucking self. Like you just are triggering yourself because you could just follow all dog accounts and know humans and have a completely different life experience. So you got to ask yourself these questions of like, if this is triggering me, why am I allowing myself to be triggered or why am I following this? Because you chose it. You you literally chose all of it. Mm-hmm. It's so true. There's this quote that I love that's like the something along the lines of like the best revenge is to create something. Which is mm. if you are if you are following, you know, and it's like you're just having an issue with what you're seeing and it's triggering you, go make your own. Like to me, I'm like, create what you want to see. If you don't like seeing what you're seeing in your feed, start your own account, start your own page, start your own group, do something where you can put all of your ideas. And to me, that that's the yeah. most beautiful thing about social media at this point. This shit is free. And you can literally, it's your own little pocket of the internet. You can say whatever you want. And that really is, instead of going around and making sure that everyone's educated on like what they should and shouldn't be saying, just create it and be like, "It the buck stops here. <laughs> this is where, yeah. this is like, you know what I mean? Like this is where you get to put your stuff. And then great, people can start reading it and start learning from you. That's the best thing about having a personal brand is you can say this, these are the things I believe are important. Yeah. They may or may not be to you, but they're important to me. And if they're not to you, then unfollow and then go create your own or follow other people who have similar views to you. And I agree with you. The echo chamber thing is a little bit tough because by nature, we like agreeing with shit. We like seeing stuff we agree with. My dad, <laughs> J. Cole, I love you, man, but you only follow political accounts on Twitter. And now he's on threads. His entire <laughs> His entire thread. He has no original threads. He just retweets all of these super liberal. <laughs> I was like, man, you look like an angry old man. You really do. He, we, we, like, <laughs> we fucking just troll him. But, and, you know, there's something to be said for that. You know, if I'm more liberal, I'm going to watch MSNBC. If I'm more, you know, yeah. uh, conservative, I'm going to watch Fox News. And then I'm going to sit there and I'm going to get all of my ideas affirmed. 
And then I'm going to feel yeah. good. Now I get to even be more, even more self-righteous. So it is hard because, but I think on social media, I, I feel the same way about Pip's account. I love going in there and like the entire, all the stories. I watch the stories on her account, like TV. It's just like palm skis one after the other. <laughs> yep. It's the best. If you're feeling down, y'all, you have to create a, like a Finsta or something, a fake, fin, fake Instagram a- just with shit you like just want to see. And, and for me, it's definitely palm skis. Yep so funny just make pet account (laughs) if you're done if your pet doesn't have an account make one and then just follow other other dogs that look like them and just follow dog accounts that's the best ever you'll have a completely different life uh it's just you know i i think it's funny that someone had to make the the comment and it is one of those things that it makes you the instant reaction your first thought is like Oh, I can't post anything. Like, right? Did really? I say I can't did, post? Yeah, like, I was like, wow, maybe I shouldn't have. I'm like, I don't want people to feel bad. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it's funny you with the, the thing that you think that someone. Sometimes I'll post something that's maybe a little like poking the bear, and sometimes those things nobody says anything, and it's the nonchalant thing you didn't think of that they're like, oh my god, like right. honestly, the thing posting about my mom, it was hard for me to write about. I'm like, it's bringing back these memories. It was three years ago. I wrote, like, it felt to me like some a hard share. And so when the girl wrote back, oh, I'd encourage you to see how you talk about weight. I had to read through the whole, I'm like, what is she talking about? I didn't say anything about weight. And then I read through the whole email again and it was just this parentheses. And I'm like, oh, I said that because I, people wonder, you know, what was the cancer? What'd she get sick? Like, was she sick? Was she ill before? Right. Was she, I'm like, no, she, she had a weight problem but that was that was the extent of it you know and it was just weird how she took it and I was like huh that is fascinating because that was not even a consideration and sometimes I think we do consider when we're very carefully writing a caption like sometimes we we know that the way we say something is going to bother somebody but it's funny like with with Keith's thing and and the um your doctor thing like Sometimes those are the things you're like, I didn't even expect anyone to say anything about that. And yet they did. So like, you can't say anything. And that's where it does get tricky. And just to like reiterate and to kind of confirm, you know, people who are new, it does feel scary because that's the thing that you're afraid people are going to do. And that's why you don't want to post. And it's not a reason to not post. It's just like, be fair warned. There's people out there and they're going through their shit. And if you can have a level of compassion and go, this isn't about me like you just have to learn really quick that it's not about you, then it gets easier to do it. Like not to say it's not going to bother you, not to say that you're not going to think about it for a couple days and just like it's going to get under your skin and maybe you want to justify. But it's, it is to say, don't stop posting just because of it. It's just, you will have to get used to those kind of things happening as you put yourself out there. People feel like they get to have an opinion on it and I don't know. I guess in some ways they do because you put it out there I mean, for it's the opinion. Public, but yeah, it's public. Yep. So it's like, you know, that's part of the deal. But I, I think there is a level of just ownership you need to have. And I think conversations yeah. like this help just educate all of us to be like, yeah, like if I'm constantly scrolling on social media, I'm constantly feeling bad about myself. I might have some internal work to do. <laughs> like the fact that mm-hmm. I can't see someone who's successful or someone who has an amazing relationship or someone who's, you know, making a shitload of money or whatever. I can't see these things and not get a hit. That it's not their problem. It's probably, yeah. you know, it's mine to, to figure out because that's not, that's no way to live to constantly feel like everything you see out in the world is a, is a, an affront to your weaknesses. That sucks. But there's something so powerful about owning 
your shortcomings and owning the things that you're not great at. I know for me, especially like as an example, I'm terrible at everything from like cooking to cleaning to chores to calling fucking places to making appointments, like anything that has to do with like any kind of errand, I'm terrible at. And it took me a long time to admit that because it felt like, especially as a woman, you, you know, you want to be like, no, I'm, I'm good at these more, you know, nurturing tasks. I'm better. I'm good at these, you know, traditional women centered tasks. And then I just had to be honest with myself. I'm like, actually, I'm just fucking not. And could I, if I wanted to? (laughs) Sure. But when one of my best friends says to me, like, I'm sure you will never fucking call that office. Like I could get pissed off or I could just be like, you know what? You're fucking, you're absolutely right. There's no way I'm going to call that office. Like what are the chances of me doing that? And just own it. Then all of a sudden it dissipates any kind of threat that you might feel that you're not good enough. Now all of your friends, now it becomes like self-deprecating. Now it becomes like a joke and it doesn't feel as uh, threatening. You know, it's like totally dissipates any of that. And I think there's something really, I don't know, nice about that and being like, yeah, I'm not good at that thing. I agree. I am all about the self-deprecation and making fun of what I don't do well. And, you know, it just, it does help. I think humor helps. I think being self-deprecating helps and just recognizing it and owning it and not getting upset about other people who are. And it's like, there's plenty of things that we're good at. There's plenty of privileges we have and don't have. Um, There's a lot of things that some people are going to have because of what the position they're in, the, where they were born, who they know, and some things that people aren't. And we can't get upset over every single one of those. So it's just pick and choose your battles. I don't know. I just have to choose more peace over anything these days. And to me, it's just not worth it getting into that social media battle. And and as a person who puts things out there when it happens to me, I'm still human. So there's still times where I have my gut reaction of what I want to say back and my reaction I want to do or say. And then there's the point where I just also have to let it go and not let it have a ripple effect into the rest of my life or how I do things for forever because one person. So, yeah, I mean, and last thing I'll say on this is you said earlier that like, you know, people feel like they can respond and we were both like, well, they actually can because it is public. But also you get to respond mm-hmm. back. So, you know, it was interesting. I had that – I think I told you I had that video go viral on uh, Facebook and Instagram maybe like uh, earlier this year. And I actually did respond to a couple of them. And it wasn't – I was just like, hey, it looks like you didn't read the caption or like actually I've never taken a steroid in my life. And you know what people yeah. said after I responded? They go, I can't believe you're even reading these comments. Like look at you caring about these comments. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> okay, so <laughs> – Okay, so let me get this straight. You can just say I'm on steroids and I can't, I can't say anything bad because that means that I care too much about this post. Yeah. <laughs> it was so strange to me. But like, so people can say something, but but also that means that the person you're commenting on has the right to comment back. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is interesting that that's also something. I think a lot of times people comment because they're like, oh, they won't say anything. And it's right. There's and, some. And then you do and you're like, why? Anonymity. And then like, why? Yeah. Exactly. Well, I think it's important too, actually, for a lot of times. Because I think some people, like that girl I did respond back to with the huh, and then she wrote back and I responded one more time. But I'm like, hey, there is somebody on the other end of this. Like, yes, this is a mass email that's going out to a lot of people, but I still read the responses and I will give you a reply back to this. So just so you know, I am listening. And also, you'll get to hear my feedback as well when I get your feedback. So thanks. This is going to be a conversation. (laughs) It is. Yep. 
Love it. Well, anyway, I feel like this was a little bit of a ramble, but a couple of things on my mind and just, again, just want to have the conversation around social media and, you know, not, it doesn't have to be a zero sum game. And I guess I just get frustrated at times because I just want all of us to be better. Like I just want all of us to just be more, when I say better, I mean more confident. I want, I want us to just own our shit. I want everyone to just be confident in who they are and like, and not let some of this stuff really, you know, and I guess this is really meta of me to say, like, let people, let people get fired up because I'm using this entire podcast to get fired up. But, you know, it is one of those things where I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't think it has to be a zero sum game. And I feel like there's some self-confidence and some uh, insecurities that need to be overcome and that's for all of us, you know? And so, yeah, I just want to have this conversation and social media continues to be a very interesting social experiment. So thanks for being here, y'all. Thanks for uh, listening to us rant a little bit today, or at least me. And uh, hopefully you, this does not happen to you, but if it has, we'd love to hear about it. You can always go to our Facebook group at thebestlifepodcast.com and then click on the link to join our free Facebook group. We have some good conversations in there. And uh, yeah, thanks for being here. You have anything else? I don't. Love y'all. We'll see you on the next episode. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.